Bang! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the new podcast with Joe Dallara and producer Corey. Cash that. Uh, we're going to be a sports betting podcast, and we're going to try to put aside some of our East Coast bias and get rich. So join us on this, and uh, it should be a pretty fun ride. Uh, you guys might remember us from the Oddscast podcast, RIP. Um, we have lost... Or, whoops. We have... <laughs> keep going i'll bleep it out if people some people will get it all right uh we have lost uh dominic and we have lost uh we have lost terry they fell off the rv but um producer Corey and i decided that we wanted to go on our own adventure here and it should be a good time i mean i I think that you guys enjoyed the odds cast we're gonna be a little bit different uh it's gonna be just me and producer Corey. we'll probably have a little bit more uh a little bit more guests on here but it should be it should be pretty fun. Um, and I think it'll be a little bit more NBA centric podcast just because, you know, that that's what I do. That's my thing. I love the NBA. And for those of you that don't know or didn't listen to the podcast or, you know, just are following on Twitter or, you know, this is popping up in your algos. Uh, producer Corey and I, we did the Oddscast podcast for about what was it, three years or so? Yeah, about 180 episodes. Yeah, so we had a we had a good time there, and uh, along with that, I've been writing MBA for the Action Network, and you can see my work on theactionnetwork.com, MBA MBA.com slash MBA Bet, um, and we're actually we're putting out some video content on the Action Network's YouTube channel. So this podcast isn't affiliated with the Action Network, but those are my credentials. I've got over a hundred articles. Yes. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got over a hundred articles uh, on my own page, and you know follow us on the Twitter machine. Uh, I'm at Joe Delera. So we're going to get started. The reason we wanted to start here is we've got the NBA Christmas and this is our bread and butter. This is our holiday. So I get that there's some football on Christmas. We will touch on it, but like get out of here. NBA's Chris NBA has Christmas day. It always has, it always will. And this is our bread and butter here. So we've got a nice little five game slate here, but, um, we're not sure if we're going to have all these games. The COVID's been insane uh, with the NBA, and I, I think I think I don't know if they're going to take a page out of the NFL's book because the NFL has just basically said that uh, if you're vaccinated, they're just going to not test you. So uh, that's that's an that's an interesting choice here. But the NBA's got a lot of guys in COVID protocols, and a lot of them are superstars. You know, uh, Trey Young is out for the Hawks. Fuck your life. RJ Barrett's out for the Knicks. You've got Giannis out for the Bucks, and then even the Warriors are missing some guys. They're missing Jordan Poole, uh, and the Nets have been are missing obviously uh, Kyrie Irving, who may come back at some point, but not right now. And James Harden is also out with health and safety protocols. And now Luka, Luka Doncic, who was already hurt, is in health and safety protocols. So we've seen some of these lines move. I'm going to try to touch on the lines and touch on these games on an individual basis a little bit. But at the same time, I don't want to give out. Uh, I don't want to give out against the spread plays right now. I w- I'm going to give you some information that you can use to 
to, to make your own decisions here. Uh, but I will give out what my liens are at the current numbers. Um, and we're recording this on Wednesday night for, for your reference here, but it'll be out Thursday morning and hopefully we can get some closing line value. But um, one of the things I want to talk about first is I know that Barstool Big Cat, he like really popularized this thing about betting unders on Christmas day. And that's like actually been super profitable since 2005. It has been 43, 27 and one to the under. So a hundred dollar better would be up $1,416. And that's a plus 19.9% ROI. But the books catch on when things popularize the last five years, the under is just 12 and 13. So you'd be down some money here. And I think that Given that, given that circumstance, given some of the uncertainty, especially, um, we don't really know what when these games are going to be happening here. And the other thing to note is that this year, under started off the year very hot. Um, totals were going way, way under by you know like twenty points, thirty points. We're seeing games that looked like it was like the fucking nineties out there, and uh, that's kind of changed as the season's gone on. I don't know if it's that teams were had to adjust to having fans back in the stadiums. Um, if, you know, people, there was a new basketball, so I don't know if they had to get used to juggling that ball. Um, but things have been trending up and that's something that we've been keeping track of. And over the past couple of weeks, overs have actually been hitting at a higher rate than unders. So I think that that's something to track here, especially given the fact that a lot of these sports books, a lot of, uh, content, people were basically saying how profitable it had been to bet on unders to start the season. And you haven't heard anything since then. Um, and that's because overs have kind of been killing it and we're, we're starting to regulate over overall in the season. So this could be a spot to, to watch where, you know, you, you don't want to get some gotchas here. So I know a lot of people don't like to bet on the under, but when there's a trend and like the trend starts to get so, so mainstream, I think it becomes a good opportunity to fade that. And, and, and I don't really recommend just betting trends generally anyway. I, I like it's, it's not, while it's, while it can be useful uh, and it's something that you can learn from, I, I don't really think that it's, you know, profitable to just blindly bet on trends. So another thing to keep in mind here in terms of the uncertainty is the NBA sent out a memo to the 10 teams that are playing on Christmas day. And there's five games in the 12 o'clock, two 5, eight and eight o'clock and 10 o'clock windows here uh, on the Eastern, on the Eastern time. But that's our bias showing, I guess, but there's a priority on filling the two 35 and eight o'clock games. So th these teams might not even know like when they're playing just 24 hours before. And when you have guys that are in, they, they have like rituals, they have shooting rituals, they have warm up rituals, whatever. And plus throw Christmas in there, Christmas Eve, that could really throw off some of these guys like psyches or, you know, their rhythm, whatever, if they get moved from say the noon game to the five o'clock game or, or whatever. So that's something to keep in mind, especially given the holiday. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at some of these games though. So the first game we'll talk about is obviously uh, my my New York Knicks are taking on the Atlanta Hawks Bing bong. in a revenge game from last postseason. And, you know, we, we got the gentleman sweep, but at the end of the day, we were not supposed to be that good. And we were at the end. So, you know, I'm not complaining here, but the thing here that stinks is we're not really going to even see a rematch because the Hawks have. 
an absolutely insane amount of players in health and safety. They have, like I mentioned before, they have Trey young. They all, who also has an ankle injury. Um, but then Clint Capello is placed in the health and safety. Timothy Luau Cabarro was put into health and safety. Kevin Herter was put in health and safety. Gallinari's out. Like we're missing a ton of players. Whereas the Knicks, you know, the Knicks are getting to be a little bit healthier. And although they, you know, they're going to be missing, uh, Nerlens Noel, who just went into health and safety, and then Emmanuel Quickly and Barrett are still in health and safety as well. I th- they just got Obi Toppin back. We maybe will get RJ Barrett back here, um, but hopefully we get Barrett and Derek Rose, who is missing Thursday's game, so tonight's game against the Wizards. Uh, hopefully they'll be ready to go on Christmas. Uh, that'll be that'll be a pretty big scenario. But one of the things that's been very interesting with Nick's saga has been the Kemba Walker drama. And he was benched for 10 games. He's come back because of all the guys in health and safety protocols. And it's just been absolutely crushing it. So maybe they figured a little bit of something out here. Uh, Mitchell Robinson looked great. And if he doesn't have to contend with Clint, Clint Capella, this could be a good spot for, uh, for some Mitchell Robinson props, maybe a little, uh, little points over, especially with Nerlens Noel out. So he would just be splitting the time with Taj Gibson. Um, so that's definitely something to keep track of. As of now, the line is basically a pick em, which <clears throat> I don't really understand considering how many players on the Hawks are in health and safety. If Trey Young's out, Clint Capella's out, Danilo Gallinari's out. Lou Williams is out. You're missing a ton of players. Like I get that they have Bogdanovich, John Collins. They just don't have a lot of guys. Uh, whereas the Knicks are getting a bit healthier. There's they just won. They just stopped a little bit of a, a slide that they had there. Um, I, I, this might be a little biased, but I, I lean the Knicks in this matchup just purely based on health. And I understand that the Hawks are probably a better team overall, but I, I definitely lean the Knicks here. Um, for the next game, we're looking at the Celtics and the Bucks. Um, the Celtics are one of those teams that just it kind of always seems a little fraudulent. But if you look at what they're doing, they actually have a tenth best point differential in the league. The Bucks are a little bit better. They're at three. They're at seven. Uh, they're in seventh with plus three point nine points per hundred possessions. But the Bucks seem to just keep rolling. And even over the last two weeks, you know, they're three and four. Um, but they've been missing a couple guys, namely Giannis. And then Chris Middleton's been hurt as well. And then Boston, they're just two and four over the last two weeks. So th- this is going to be an interesting game. Um, I-, I tend to lean Milwaukee here, but the spread is just not enticing. And this is not really a game that I want to play if Giannis is not if, if Giannis is not playing here. And the Celtics just seem to always do this thing where Jason Tatum just goes off and plays hero ball. <clears throat> And they managed to like cover these insane spreads. Um, so I, that, that's, that's definitely a tougher, that's definitely a tougher game to look at. I, I, I don't, I don't love, I don't, I just don't love the, uh, I don't, I don't really love the spread. Uh, so this is probably a stay away game for me, but I would say if Giannis is unable to go, I'm a hundred percent looking at some props for, uh, for Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, but mainly Drew Holiday, considering Middleton's kind of dealing with a knee issue, and Holiday's just been balling. Uh, so if you can get his points at like twenty plus or so on Christmas, if there's no Giannis, and we'll see how Middleton plays as he comes back, I, I think that's a hundred percent a go spot. And then if you're looking from the Celtics angle, 
we got to see, we got to see how many people they got because they're, they're kind of running a little shorthanded right now. They have a lot of guys in health and safety protocols. And, you know, if, if Giannis comes back and they don't have Grant Williams, Al Horford, Hernan Gomez, if they don't have any of those guys and it's really just Robert Williams, uh, I think then we might have to take Milwaukee, but, but I'll, I'll get that pick fired off in the action app. We'll see it on the Twitter machine and we'll go from there, but this is a stay away as of now. Uh, and we'll, we'll kind of have to play it as it comes. <clears throat> so the next game we've got is we have the Warriors and the Suns. This game, the Warriors are four point underdogs. Actually on some books, you can find the Suns at uh, just minus three and a half, but from from a betting perspective, these are two of the best teams in the league. You know, the Warriors are 25 and six and the Suns are 25 and five. So this is, in my opinion, this is the premier game on the slate. This is the game that nobody wants to see canceled. This is the game that everybody wants to bet on, um, especially given the consequences in the Western Conference. Um, Both of these teams are vying for, you know, that top seed, which is always important considering, you know, the Warriors are still getting healthy. The Suns are still missing a couple of guys now. Um, but this is, this is a big spot for both of these teams. Um, all right. So the thing here is that the Golden State Warriors, they are actually, I use this website, uh, Dunks and Threes, and they have this thing, it's adjusted net rating, and they kind of bring things together based on team strength and schedules. And this, the Warriors have the best adjusted net rating at plus 9.7, and the Suns are in third at plus 7.2. One of the problems for the Warriors, though, is that they've got a bunch of guys in health and safety protocols. And like this is just me just echoing this like constantly. But the guys that are in there are like fairly significant because you're missing uh, Damian Lee, who's in health and safety. You're missing Andrew Wiggins, who's in health and safety. You're missing Jordan Poole, who's in health and safety as well. So although like these guys, like you're like, okay, yeah, but that's not Curry. That's not Draymond. These guys have been significant contributors this year. Uh, if you're looking at, if you're looking at in terms of like on court plus minus, um, although like they're all, they're all like kind of a minus, but the thing is you're not getting as far down than on the depth chart. So it's kind of nice. Like we'd get, be able to see maybe a little bit more Gary Payton, uh, Gary Payton, the second, a little bit of Juan Toscano Anderson. Um, but this, the team's second unit has actually been very good just in the fact that they're not blowing the Curry minutes. Um, cause Curry just has a preposterous, like plus 19.3 plus minus, which is just, astronomical uh the team is so good with him and draymond on the floor um but you know the problem is when you're playing the suns the suns can kind of counter this they're used to playing curry they understand what to do here and if you're missing some of these guys that are further down the depth chart it's you know it it, kind of hurts your rotations here so um when looking at the suns though we we're in a situation where they're like relatively healthy you know we're missing uh, Frank Kaminsky, who's been out for a while and we are missing Abdel Nader, but like, they just got Deandre Ayton back. They just got Devin Booker back. I, I think this is a spot where the public is going to be on the warriors just because you're looking at this and you're saying like, Oh, well, you got Curry, you got Traymond, like the guys that are missing are not like that big of a deal. But if you actually look at which is what the money is saying based on some of the stuff that I'm looking at, you know, the warriors are getting 60% of the bets on the spread 
and 64% of the money. I kind of like the Suns as like an undervalued home home favorite here uh, just because of their health. And I think that as long as everything kind of stays the status quo with health and safety, you're, you're getting a good deal on a Suns team against a Warriors team that, you know, is not that, not the most healthy. All right. So the next game we're going to look at is the Nets versus the Lakers. This is, you know, a game that you have circled in your calendar. You're like, this game's going to be awesome. I want to watch it. You got AD, you have Russ, you have LeBron, and then you've got Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. Well, AD's out, MCL strain. Kyrie's just in his own head, but uh, he, he, so he's not going to be playing. He's in health and safety protocols. And James Harden's also in health and safety protocols. Hopefully some of these guys can get out of that. But right now uh, we've got the Nets sitting Honestly, depending on the book, you can get either the Nets plus one and a half or the Lakers plus one. Um, I think that this is a really interesting game. LeBron has just been playing like an absolute freak the past couple of weeks. And look, if, if we're just looking at Durant versus, LeBron and Westbrook. Uh, I'm probably I'm probably leading the Lakers here. They're at home. It's Christmas. I could see this being a game that LeBron really wants to show out. I get that. Uh, you know, I get that Durant has been unbelievable, and he's the MVP favorite, or, or really should be uh, one of the favorites, at least not if if not the favorite with Curry. Um, but I think the Lakers are a little bit, uh, they're, they're kind of rounding into form here. Um, another thing that I want to point out is the nets because they've been so, so shorthanded, a guy that I've been really taking advantage of in terms of the props, is Patty Mills, um, books have keep setting his points prop at like 12 and a half. And that that's definitely something that I've been taking advantage of. He's been going over that number easily as a primary scoring option besides Durant without Harden, without Kyrie, uh, and without Joe Harris. So take a look at his props. If it's anywhere under, you know, if it's anywhere under 15, definitely take it. Uh, once you start getting to 17 and a half, it's something that he can hit, but you know, just tread, tread a little carefully there. Uh, I might just look at 20 plus or his threes instead. Um, so for the last game, I'm going to spend the least amount of time on this game because with Luca out, this is just, this game's going to be a bloodbath the spread has already moved to like plus Mavericks plus 12. But one thing I do want to say is the jazz have not really been good as a double digit favorite this season. And if you bet them straight up, this is something that Brandon Anderson uh, had said uh, fellow uh, colleague from the action network, but he had said that the jazz are as a double digit favorite are, I believe just five, there's there's six and five straight up. Uh, so not against spread, but straight up. So, I mean, you're getting these teams at, you know, like plus 400 or so to beat them. Uh, it could be worth a little sprinkle if you do well, uh, earlier in the day. So the jazz, the jazz are really good. Um, the jazz are one of the best teams in the league. If you look at point differential, they're the best, they're plus 11 and a half. So the jazz have been excellent, but for some reason they just, they've, they've struggled as a double digit favorite this year, which is uncharacteristic of them based on, you know, prior, prior performances here. <clears throat> so, uh, the, I, I'd be leaning in the jazz, but I think if you if you play well uh, on Christmas Day in general, it could be worth a little bit of a sprinkle there. And not to leave our NFL folks out, I'm going to talk about these Christmas Day games. The Packers should beat the Browns, but 
you never know. I mean, they're seven and a half point favorites. Uh, I don't have a ton to say about that game. The game that I'm much more interested in is the Colts. They're plus two at the Cardinals and they're seven and two over the last 10 weeks. They've been crushing it. There's been, you know, a little Jonathan Taylor MVP talk probably won't happen, but there's been some talk about it. And uh, I think that this is a good spot. The Colts are, Look, this isn't so much about the Colts as it is about the Cardinals. The Cardinals are just like, I can't figure them out. I can't tell if they're frauds or not. But if you fade Cliff Kingsbury as a home favorite, you would be nine and four uh, against the spread. So this is a spot that I think I like. I like the Colts at plus two. I think you're getting... Uh, you're kind of getting one of those numbers when you like look at it and you go, "Eh, well, like it's not a field goal. It's plus two. Like, do I just take the money line? I think you grab these plus two points. Uh, The plus two has become a lot more uh, valuable with the rise in like two point conversions and, you know, the field goal or the extra point being pushed back. So I think that this is a good matchup for the Colts here. Um, they can just run the ball down their throats, keep the ball away from Kyler Murray in that offense. And I think that without DeAndre Hopkins, that really, really impacts that Cardinals offense. And it kind of forced, it doesn't give Murray that, uh, you know, that safety valve. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. And I, I like the Colts a lot in this matchup. So if, if you're looking to have like a crazy money line parlay, I would take the, Bucks if Giannis plays, the Knicks, the Colts, and I would dabble with the Suns in that. So a little bit of uh, a little bit of Knicks, Bucks, Suns, and sorry, did you say a little bit of Knicks, Bucks, Suns, and Colts, and uh, you'll get yourself a little parlay there that you have some action all day. So that that's kind of where I'm at with these Christmas games. And I, I don't know if you have anything about these Christmas games, you know, or what, what your thoughts are, Corey, but, um, you know, let us hear it. I have no thoughts. I just hope there's something to watch. All I'm hoping for is for sports to continue because it's getting dangerously close to like full blown stop again. I know. So I'm just uh, hoping for some sports. I'll be live betting. Probably. I'm definitely a little concerned about it. Um, and there's bad. nothing like, there's nothing like live betting between courses. I think, you know, just like, you know, you brain get that, active. Yeah, yeah, dude, like between each fish of the seven <laughs> fishes, like I'm Italian, you know, so like between each fish, just like put fire a bet off. Um, but I do think that with the COVID news, there's been a lot of value on points like player props uh, because you're getting, you're getting ahead of the books in a way, you know, if, if you look at, some of these guys, uh, you, you'll know like who's performing better when somebody else is out and it's something to keep track of. And you're actually getting a larger sample size than you normally would. So for example, like one guy that's been absolutely crushing it is over the last couple of games is Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox has missed three games after when you hear this, it'll have been four games in a row, but in the three prior games, Halliburton has scored over 20 points in every game. And the books keep, they've like slowly moved his points total up, but it started at like 12 and a half. Then it was 13 and a half. Then it was like 14 and a half. And then today or yesterday, it finally hit 16 and a half. We'll see if he crosses that threshold. I was on it. Uh, we, we will see if I was right. Um, but these are opportunities where the books don't really adjust too much because 
you're looking at when you're looking at averages and you're looking at a player and you go, Oh, well, like that's like way too high. Like that's not what their average is. You have to, like a lot of casual fans like are not really looking. So you're, you're going to want to use some tools. Uh, there's a couple, there's a variety of different tools you can use to look at, to see how players perform without, uh, other players, like one of which is props.cash. It's a great website. And then you can also use StatMuse. It's a little bit more complicated with your queries, but uh, you can kind of figure out some angles there and prepare yourself for uh, almost like the inevitable is the way it seems this year. So that's that's 100% an angle that I want to look for. And I think that you guys should keep an eye out on, uh, you know, especially with these Christmas Day games. You never know. You just, you never really know who's going to be out. Um, but on that note, I think that one thing that I want to keep from the Oddscast podcast is we always ended every episode with a little bit of pods and recs. And I think that that's a segment that we need to keep. I think that it's been a, it's been a very popular segment. And I, I think that one thing that we want to hear from you guys as well is, you know, for your recs, like, let us know, like, what do you recommend? Let us know, uh, if you like what we're doing here. We're going to try to keep these pods a little bit on the shorter side. So that way you can like hit it on a commute, hit it on a cardio session. You know, uh, it's, it's the end of bulking season guys. I know it's sad to say, but once we hit new year's, you know, new year, new me, new COVID variant. Um, but, <laughs> COVID but, says be six months. Yeah. So, uh, but, but we're going to bring it back. We're going to bring some guests on, uh, we've got a couple guys lined up that I think you'll be happy to hear from. Uh, and we'll, we'll dabble with a couple other sports. You know, we're going to be primarily basketball focused, but we will touch on a little bit of everything. So, so long as they're still playing. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, hopefully we don't have to bet on Korean baseball anymore. Oh, uh, that would be a sad day if we have to resort back to that. Those were the days. Uh, the, uh, I don't even remember the team names. <laughs> But uh, producer Corey, could you please hit us with a recommendation? Sure. It's Christmas time. <laughs> Dr. Seuss is the Grinch who stole Christmas with Jim Carrey as a classic. I have been made aware of a director's cut version with multiple extra scenes in it. I watched what? it. Yes. It Apparently, it's the cable version that's like on TBS and shit. Really? There's, there's like a new – there's an extra scene before every commercial break than there is in the original movie. It's incredible. That's crazy. I know. I had I no like, idea. Yeah. It's incredible. I was like watching a whole new movie for the first time. It's one of my favorites. So, get, you know, I'm not sure where it's going to be playing, but if you see it playing somewhere on cable, record it and enjoy. You're welcome. I'm going to need to. I'm going to yeah. need to. It's incredible. Uh, that's awesome. I would say, so for my recommendation, I, I feel like my favorite Christmas movie is Jingle All the Way. So I will throw that one out there. Give me the turbo man. Put that cookie down. One of the best lines of all time. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm, I might start, maybe we'll start a book club or something, but I don't know. A book that I've been reading and I've really, really enjoyed is The Midrange Theory by Seth Partnow. It's an awesome book. It really talks about a lot of the nuance behind like basketball analytics. So if you, you know, if you, if you want to get something to read while you're working from home, because you're not really working, this could be a good option. Uh, I highly recommend that. 
And another recommendation is this is like just not really like a good betting recommendation, but it's absolutely fun as hell. FanDuel has a same game parlay plus feature now. So you can like parlay same game parlays and it's out of control. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. Are you saying a parlay within the same game parlay? So no. So like if you, you could make the same game. Did I go one layer too deep? You used to only be able to parlay like one prop or something from each game. Uh huh. And like you have a big parlay. Now you can do a same game parlay. So, like, you could have multiple props, multiple bets from one game, and then parlay those with another game where oh, you did Jesus. the same thing. It's absolutely insane. But wow. I think it actually, like, from a better's perspective, like, I like it better because sometimes, like, I think I have a better edge on multiple props within one game. So, like, if I can do that with instead of, like, trying to, like, combine everything to get, like, yeah. an eight-team play uh, or an eight-game, like, in predict narratives of, like, eight different games. Right. Um, definitely an interesting thing. Granted, like, same-game parlays, obviously, are, like, parlays are generally, like, minus ev same game parlays or even more like minus ev but i think that there's definitely there's definitely some angles there and it's absolutely fun so uh if you're looking to do something wild uh do a little same game uh, parlay plus action there on uh on fanduel it's it's a good time can't wait to dabble yeah so uh you know this has been our christmas pod for the nba and hopefully, hopefully you make some money. Hopefully you can afford those credit card bills from all the money that you spent on Christmas presents. And if you don't celebrate, well, you know, I'm glad that you have an opportunity to bet on these games all day uninterrupted. You don't need to talk to like your aunt, like Laura or something and Ingram, Ingram or whatever. And you can just watch the NBA. You can watch the NFL, have these games on at the same time. Have a blast and, uh, you know, mask up or, or whatever. So, or kill uh, your grandparents, your choice, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't recommend death. Yeah. So <laughs> regime change shouldn't come so violently, especially around the holidays. Yeah. So keep the heads uh, of the household, the heads of the household. So let's fire off those bets and let's cash that. Chilling with his dog in the park I approach the 
trees Decorate the house with lights at night Snow's on the ground, snow white so bright 